You may have considered an investment in the gold sector or retail sector, but have you ever considered an investment in the diabetic sector? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today in the studio is David Cliff, publisher of The Diabetic Investor. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I didn't really know that the diabetic industry was a market sector of its own. Yeah, it's surprising, but over the years, you know, with the growth in diabetes, everybody knows it's a diabetic epidemic, not only here in America, but worldwide. It's about a $30 billion industry uh, between drugs, devices, and it's growing at uh, a very rapid clip. Most people don't realize some of the major names that are in the space. You know, you have Johnson & Johnson. They own a company called LifeScan, which makes blood glucose monitors. They also own Animus, which makes insulin pump. You have Santa Fe Avantis, makes the world's number one selling insulin, Atlantis. Novo Nordisk is another global diabetes juggernaut. Amlin Pharmaceuticals makes Bieta. Roche, another blood glucose monitoring company. I mean, literally the list goes on and on. You mentioned Amelin. Isn't there an interesting story about how that company was started, that the founder's daughter had diabetes, something like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, that it's very common. The personal connection a lot of these companies have with diabetes is that and Amlin is a typical example of that, you know, somebody in a family has diabetes and you got a smart person who says, hey, you know, I want to help somebody in my family. You know, it's almost indicative of my own story. I mean, I started a diabetic investor because I was diagnosed, you know, when I was in my mid-30s. And, you know, now my whole entire life is dominated by uh, not only the disease that I'll have, mm -hmm. but, you know, the business that I run. Tell me a little bit about what happened when you were first diagnosed. When I was first diagnosed, I think like most people, I had no clue. I mean, I had known some people who were, who were diabetic. Quite honestly, I didn't know what the symptoms were. I had no idea what the treatments were. Went to see a physician at the urging of my wife, and you know, he quickly understood what I had. Quite honestly, I was scared to death because I didn't know anything. I went to research the disease on the Internet, and back then I was running a financial advisory firm, and I had gone to an educational symposium about diabetes with my wife, just to, not from a business perspective, just you know, just so to I learn understand, about the disease. You know what I had. People started asking me, you know, what do you think of this company? What do you think of that company? And you know, I went back to my office, started to do research. And back then, this is in the mid '80s, a lot of these companies weren't even covered by analysts, and the ones that were covered, the analysts didn't have a clue about what somebody with diabetes goes through every day. I kept searching for better research, and finally, at the urging of actually a friend of mine, you know, he said, do it yourself, and quite honestly, that's how Diabetic Investor was born. What is Diabetic Investor? What does its empire entail? <laughs> I hope it's an empire. Diabetic Investor is an electronic uh, newsletter, basically. I publish a newsletter once a month. I also send out email alerts to my subscribers whenever there is either breaking news or I have something that I want to get across to my subscribers. Do you send out your daily sugars? <laughs> no, I don't. I do that on my blog. I'm about to run the New York Marathon. And so I started a blog that really is independent of diabetic investors so that people could get a more personal feel of what it's like to live with diabetes. What's the blog called? Uh, the blog is called Dave's Run for Diabetes.blogspot.com. And the genesis of that was 
I had run three Chicago marathons, and I told my wife, I want to run another one, but I want to run in a different city. Now, unlike Chicago, where you just pay your money and you run, I decided, because I do a lot of business in New York, that I would run New York. I've always wanted to run in a different city, and I thought, wow, you know, what a great city to run in New York. And so, you know, I paid my fee, and New York has a lottery, you know, because it's such a large... Right, everyone uh, wants to run there. And I didn't get in through the lottery, so, but I got an email from the marathon saying, hey, you could run for a charity. Now, I just naturally assumed that there would be a diabetic-related charity I could run for. Well, I was shocked that there was no diabetic-related charity. So I did choose a charity for children. Uh, it's uh, Crohn's disease, actually, research, uh, Mount Sinai Hospital. And I asked the guy, I got to be friends with the guy who's running, and I said, do you mind if I also raise money for diabetes? He said, no, go ahead, I understand. You know, you know you're know, you diabetic and you, know, you want to help. And so that was the genesis of that. And so I started basically when I, you know, because the training for a marathon takes so long, I said, well, what a great thing. You know, I'll start a blog that not only will accept donations to the charities that I'm running for, but will hopefully enlighten people about what it's like to actually live with diabetes. And I think as a secondary goal there, I don't consider running a marathon a big deal. But a lot of people do because they say, you know, when I tell them, hey, you know, I'm running a marathon, I'm 46 years old, and I'm diabetic, they say, that's amazing. I'm like, so that was another reason I did the blog. I want to show anybody who has diabetes that it's not a death sentence. You know, you can live a normal life. If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill, and I'm talking to David Cliff, the publisher of The Diabetic Investor. David, are there funds out there that are exclusively dedicated to diabetes? I know there's ETFs that are pretty much dedicated to anything under the sun. When it comes to diabetes, there's been discussions. I do also do consulting work for a lot of companies. There's been discussions, but so far there's no quote-unquote diabetic-specific. There are several funds that either do medical devices mm -hmm. or that do you know just general health care or biotechnology. Or There's no pure play for no, just diabetes. No, no pure play that until, I'm aware of Until you moment. create it. Pardon me? Until you create it. Until, well... Let's just put it this way. I've been in discussions with several of the leading investment firms, and I would say that it wouldn't surprise me within the next six months to a year that we won't have something out there. <laughs> Let's jump ahead a year from now, and you have this diabetic fund. What would you put in the fund? I mean, it's, it's probably unlimited. There's a laundry list of companies. I would say that right now, if I was starting the fund today, there's some certain companies I would definitely include in there. Um, one we've already mentioned, Amlin Pharmaceuticals. They make a drug called Bieta. It's a um, GLP-1. It's an injectable therapy for type 2 diabetes. One reason I, I really like this particular therapy is not only does it achieve excellent control for the patients, but patients on Bieta have shown progressive weight loss. Right. Some of them can lose like 30 pounds on well, it. Well, I'm it. actually aware of some people have lost 60 to 80 pounds. You know, I think it's obviously proportional to how obese you were before you started. Are they losing the weight just because they're sick to their stomach all day from the, as a side effect? Well, you know, the, eating? like any therapy, and Bieta is no different, the most common side effect is nausea. The nausea can be transient. It can be dealt with. But there are some patients who don't tolerate the drug very well. 
that's more the minority than the majority. But once you're through the initial, what I call, lead-in period for the drug, the nausea tends to dissipate and go away. What's great about Bieta, not just the effectiveness of the drug and the weight loss, even though it's an injectable therapy, it's very simple to dose. I mean, it comes in a pen. You dial out a specific amount. It doesn't matter what you've eaten, what your blood glucose levels are, what your activity level is. You just inject the same amount you know, once in the morning and once in the evening, and you're basically done. And what makes Amlin, to me, truly exciting is that in their pipeline, they have a drug called Bieta-LAR, which stands for long-acting release, and they're going to go from a twice-daily injection to a once-weekly injection. Ah, that will be popular. Let me ask you this. Are you a shareholder of Amlin? Unfortunately, I don't own anything I write about. Wow. I made a conscious decision when I started Diabetic Investor that if I was going to have any integrity at all, there's a couple things I would not do. One was, you know, if anybody goes to my website, diabeticinvestor.com, there's no advertising on the website. I don't sell my subscriber information, and I don't own anything I write about. So how do you make money? I make money through subscriptions. People can subscribe right online. I also make money through doing consulting work and selling special reports. My subscriber base... Yeah, I'm curious. Is it more businessmen or is it more diabetics? It's actually divided into basically three different categories. One, which I kind of is a catch-all, I say, is professional investors. That would be like somebody who manages a mutual fund, a hedge fund, you know, ETF. Literally, it could be anybody what I call a professional investor. Then the second group is all the companies that are in the diabetic space or thinking of being in the diabetic space they subscribe in great numbers. And then a third element is I have a lot of medical professionals, not just endocrinologists, uh, but you know, general practitioners, et cetera. And then actually my smallest group of subscribers, believe it or not, is what I would call just a guy off the street or a lady off the street who's interested in investing mm-hmm. and has some either personal connection or knows about diabetes or is diabetic. I think it's very fortunate that I have a really good base. What I try to do when I write is I write with perspective of that this person who's reading this knows nothing about diabetes, but after they're done reading whatever I write, they'll have a basic understanding of what I'm trying to get across. So let's go back to some other buys because doctors love getting hot stock tips. So Yes, they do. So it sounds like Amelin LAR is going to be a, a blockbuster. Uh, yeah, right, Bayetta LAR, LAR is yeah, going to be that, a blockbuster. That be a, that's going to be a paradigm-changing drug. When is that expected to come out? That should hit if all goes well. It's in late phase three right now. It should go to the FDA mid to late 2009. I would say it'd be on the market early to mid-2010. So since we're hearing the news today, is the news already built into the stock, the future earnings of their new product, or should we be buying now or selling now because everyone's heard about it already? Um, well, I would buy Amlin now. When I last checked, it was about $50 a share. The company is extremely well managed because of the Avandia controversy with Avandia kind of going away. Physicians now are searching for what are we going to put our patients at once we're on Avandia? You know, what are we going to put them on? And Bieta is in that mix of drugs. So has Amelin made a significant move 
when Avandia was under attack? I mean, did the stock go from 40 to 50? The stock during the entire Avandia controversy did go up. Part of that is direct related to, you know, Avandia. In their pipeline, besides by it LAR, they have some very intriguing obesity drugs. And I think what people are beginning to realize about Amlin is that not only is this a tremendous company, but it's a very attractive company. So who so knows? someone might gobble it up. Right, exactly. David Cliff, on that note, I'd like to thank you for coming into the studio today. Thank you very much for having me. We've been talking about investing in the diabetic sector. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thanks for listening.